the interesting question to my mind is whether it's really going to be the last such gargantuan particle accelerator on Earth or whether there might be another one. We expect the LHC to produce as many questions as answers. You always want more data. You're usually limited by not having quite enough data to make quite precise enough measurements. Dr Bruce Kennedy is a particle physicist at the Rutherford Appleton Laboratory in the UK. He helped design one of the LHC detectors and is soon to start working on its upgrade. The SLHC simply stands for the Super LHC, which is um, an upgrade to the existing LHC. Now, it may seem rather uh, previous to be planning an upgrade even before the accelerator itself works. But because the, to develop large pieces of equipment takes a lot of design work and R&D, um, the process of thinking about upgrading the existing accelerating detectors has already begun. The reason for doing it is that we expect the LHC to produce as many questions as answers. So we, we hope for answers about things like the Higgs supersymmetry. But those answers may well not be complete. Um, often when you discover something new, you then want to investigate it further to really understand if it's a new particle, its properties, see how it decays, measure its mass and other properties that it will have. And often the machine that you use to discover it won't be appropriate for, for making many of such particles to really study the, the properties. So the point of the SLHC is that it, will, it won't be an upgrade in the energy of the LHC, it will be an upgrade in the intensity of the beams, so that you'll have data being produced at a much higher rate. You'll have many more collisions per second. At ISIS, the accelerator at the Rutherford Appleton Laboratory, Dr Dan Faircloth manages the ion source. He's also part of a team planning the upgrade to the LHC beam. I'm actually working on making the ion source produce more particles in the first place. We can produce more particles, we can accelerate more particles into the ring, and then we can make more interactions, and then we can make more Higgs bosons. And the upgrade is to produce a luminosity increase of 10 times. So we will hopefully produce, rather than one Higgs boson an hour, we'll produce 10 Higgs bosons an hour. There's several things that need to be put in place to be able to work at higher luminosities. One is the ion source. You've got to actually produce more particles to accelerate. The other is we're going to need more powerful focusing magnets to be able to actually focus this higher density beam to a smaller point and if you make the beam even denser you're likely to make more particles and the final thing is in the detectors where the actual collisions take place because we're increasing the brightness of the beam ten times we're going to be creating ten times as many particles and ten times as many particles means much higher radiation much higher levels of bombardment of all these particles on our detectors and so the detectors need to be made more robust. For Dr Stephen Sargent, senior lecturer in astrophysics at the Open University, there are always risks involved when planning an upgrade. We hope that by the time that this upgrade is happening, questions like the discovery of the Higgs boson will be done and dusted. We hope that will be a closed chapter. The discovery will be a closed chapter. We'll be able to study interactions with this Higgs boson. We'll be able to find out a lot more about uh, how it works. But 
this is the trouble with these very long range forecasts. It could be, I would say it's unlikely, but it could be that we find there is no Higgs boson, for example, and we have to start completely rethinking what we're doing. So it's, it's a risky thing to foresee a new facility and say it will make these discoveries because we don't even know what our existing LHC is going to reveal in the next few years. Dr. Bruce Kennedy is hoping the SLHC will firm up the facts about supersymmetry. If we find evidence of supersymmetry at the LHC, the SLHC will begin to tie that down because supersymmetry is a, a very large area of theory with a lot of adjustable parameters. You need a lot of data really to start tying down precisely what type of supersymmetry you, you've got. You always want more data. You're usually limited by not having quite enough data to make quite precise enough measurements. So the more data you have there, then the better off you are. But really, without running the LHC first and understanding the questions that come out of that, it's hard to say precisely what SLHC will produce. If we knew in advance, then it wouldn't be worth doing the experiment. We'll be providing detailed answers to questions that, that uh, the LHC produces. Dr. David Broadhurst of the Open University Department of Physics and Astronomy believes they may not find the results they're looking for until the LHC has been running for a number of years. So suppose that there is new physics that just basically doesn't, doesn't emerge until you put enough energy in it. It could be in five years' time that we have our most sensational result from uh, the LHC. The machine is designed to have a lifetime of about 10 years. That is a huge challenge because in this intense uh, region of particle interactions, there's an enormous amount of radioactive damage that can occur to very delicate equipment. But things have been radiation-hardened, and uh, the lifetime uh, of the machine is to be measured in a decade or so. So I see a lot of future for the, for the LHC over that time, and... The interesting question, to my mind, is whether it's really going to be the last such gargantuan particle accelerator on Earth, or whether there might be another one. A new international accelerator called the Next Linear Collider is one possibility. If we do have a, a, an international facility um, after the Large Hadron Collider, it's most likely to be an, uh, a, a world machine. Uh, we have a name for it. We refer to it as the NLC the next linear collider. Now, what's a linear collider? Well, a linear collider is a long straight tunnel or two long straight tunnels rather than a circular one. Now, the trouble is it costs an enormous amount of energy to uh, provide the magnets that provide the force to keep the electrons moving in a circle. You can dispense with that if you have a long machine. Dr Bruce Kennedy... They would need to be very large, these, these machines, perhaps um, 20 or 30 kilometres in length, just in a, in a straight line rather than in, a, in a, a circle. They would accelerate beams of electrons and positrons to a sufficiently high energy so that you could, you could basically churn out Higgs particles in very large numbers. That would then enable you to do very precise measurements on their properties. So if uh, it proved to be possible in decades to come to build an accelerator like that, that would be a very exciting prospect even more speculative, and this uh, is almost in the, in the realms of um, not quite fantasy, but certainly not solid planning, would be to build a muon collider. Um, the disadvantage of muons as a beam particle is that they only live for about a microsecond, but there are 
um, some very interesting ideas on how you could make muons and accelerate them very rapidly before they manage to decay. And of course, once you've accelerated them, you get the benefit of time dilation in relativity theory, so that you stretch out their microsecond of life long enough actually to, to accelerate them to high energies. And again, you can make a collider out of these, which has many advantages and would be a very good way to produce what we think of as a Higgs factory, which is basically an accelerator that makes Higgs particles by the hundred and the thousand, so you can make very precise measurements. Now, before we even discover the Higgs, it's perhaps uh, premature to be thinking 20 or 30 years down the line in, uh, in doing that kind of thing, but these projects have such a large lead time in design and finding the right site and uh, being able to afford to construct them that people need to start thinking about this and, and are already talking, at least, about this kind of project. From the Open University. For more information, go to www.open.ac.uk forward slash use.